Hi friends, welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. Did you know that when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary, that this is actually the second time that Gabriel appears in Luke? By the second chapter, he's already appeared once before. Do you remember this time? It's to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. And in a way that beautifully parallels, you see how Zechariah, when the angel Gabriel appears to him, he is also told that he will have a son. But it it goes very differently for Mary and for Zechariah. Mary, she says, when the angel Gabriel says, you will bear a son, she says, how will this be? When Zechariah says it, this is what it says. In Luke 1, 18, it says, and Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? Like, prove it. It's a very different way to respond to God's prompting. Mary's was, How are you going to do this because you're going to have to work powerfully? (laughs) Zechariah is like, prove it. Questioning, doubting. And in this Advent season, when we are also called to wait and to watch for the coming of the Lord, but also to make him present in the world, that we are meant to prepare a way for the Lord, how are we responding to God's message. Are we responding like Mary did, saying, I want to see how you're going to work? Or are we responding like Zechariah, saying, no. Mary said, I am a handmaid of the Lord, may it be done to me according to thy word. And the Holy Spirit empowered her. Zechariah said, prove it and he was unable to speak. For me, I would like every single one of us to have the disposition of Mary. Maybe we feel overwhelmed, maybe we don't completely understand how something's going to happen, but we say, Lord, if your power wants to overshadow me, I'm here for it. There's a readiness, a receptivity. How are we going to be receptive for the Lord's power? How do we respond when his message comes to us? This past Thursday, this happened to me. Um, I woke up, I had an early morning meeting, I brewed my coffee, I went over to the church, I left my coffee on my kitchen counter, which is not a good thing. (laughs) I need my cup of coffee in the morning. And I left it at the kitchen, but I was already running a little bit late for my meeting, so I had my full meeting, uh, and I was like, oh God, why didn't you just remember to bring my coffee with me this morning? And it was fine even though God didn't spontaneously make me remember the cup of coffee. So after my first meeting, I walked back home. I live in a house in the neighborhood right around St. Anne's. And so I walked home and I was going to go get my cup of coffee. But as I was walking through the church parking lot, there was a woman that was leaving the church. And I could just kind of tell that our paths were going to cross. 
And we ended up going through this narrow little walkway into the neighborhood, and we just met at the same time. And I was already not having enough caffeine in the morning. I had another meeting that I had to go to. And I, there was a temptation in my heart just to slow down a little bit so she would pass first and I wouldn't have to have any conversation. But I, I didn't and I just knew. And so I said, hello, my name's Father Edwin. How are you doing today? And she said, my name, well, let's call her Sarah. It wasn't her name. And I was like, good to meet you, Sarah. What brings you on to the church campus today? She said, I just, I just needed to light a candle. I needed a little bit of light in my life. And I was like, that's beautiful. Um, is there anything that I can pray for you for today? And she said, yes. Uh, my mom, who has the same name as her, so we'll call her Sarah as well, is in Venezuela. She broke her hip and she has dementia. Uh, and it was just I felt a little heavy and it was a little dark and so I wanted to come light a candle at the church and I was like, beautiful, let's pray. Uh, and we prayed for her mom, I prayed for her mom's healing and I prayed for a light to be in the midst of all of this darkness and for Jesus Christ to come and support her during that time. And so we were walking into the neighborhood and I asked her, well, do you come to St. Anne's? And she said, I grew up Catholic and this is my favorite response to that question. I always say, me too. <laughs> but of course what she meant is that she's no longer practicing the faith and I said you should come back uh, for Christmas we would love to see you and she said father I have too many questions um, and I have answers I don't think you'll agree with and I just looked at her and I was like come anyway nowhere in the scriptures does Jesus say you know what you have to pass a test before you can, I'll come have a meal with you. And so I invited her back. And I don't know if she's here, um, and I don't know if she'll come back. Um, but we got to pray, and I know that Jesus wanted that moment to happen. And I just want all of you to know that you carry that same light, that same message in each and every one of you. Not everyone's gonna be able to come to the church and light a candle, but there are so many people in our world today that live in darkness and in doubt, and the Lord has shown a light into your life so that you can be there. And today, as we pray this Mass, as we prepare for Jesus, uh, we recognize that the angel Gabriel came twice in the Gospel of Luke. And one person said, prove it, and the other person said, let it be done to me according to thy word. As we enter into this mass and as we live our lives and as we go out into the world, let us say, may it be done to me according to your word. And when we encounter somebody, let us be the light that the Lord has given us. Amen. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.